welcome back to the 49er Way podcast. The 49ers are back after a 31-10 shellacking over the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers finally found an identity and we're going to break it all down on this episode of the 49er Way podcast. We'll go through inside the numbers, injury report, and look ahead to the road the Niners have in front of them and how the Niners could potentially get into the postseason. The Niners are still 4-5. and five. But things are looking up from here. We'll break it all down on this episode, so stay tuned and keep it locked. And don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. And welcome back, faithful, to another episode of the 49er way podcast. The Niners live and they're back. 31 to 10 over the Rams, an absolute shellacking at home on Monday night. And we really took a full 180. We went from last week where it was, we're at the lowest of lows. And this week we're at the highest of highs. And here we are. I got to say, I wasn't totally surprised by this effort, but I was very impressed and proud of these guys. Jason Hoda, Zach Chevy. Chevy, how are you feeling after this game? Man, I I feel like the Niners are going to win it all now. Nah, but in all seriousness, I want to admit that I was wrong. You know, I I said last week that the Niners had very little chance of beating the Rams, and they proved me and probably a bit of Niners Nation wrong when they came out and dominated on Monday night. Jimmy G didn't have to throw the ball too much, but when he did, he was on point. The defense looked like they were an all-pro defense again. And so, you know what, I'm just really happy with this team, with the – you know what? Close to a playoff position with a, a bit of an easier part of our schedule coming up. It's amazing how the NFL works, isn't it? One week you're out of it and calling for guys to get fired, and the next week you're saying we have a shot at making the playoffs. It's 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 pretty amazing how that works. But I mean, we did say before these last two games after the Chicago win, we said, well, the reality is we got to split Arizona and LA, right? And the Niners did just that. That's worst case. Obviously, you got to try and get them both. And the Arizona was game was as embarrassing as ever. But they came out and they, you know, they earned their respect with a win against the Rams. And you're right. Nobody gave us a shot. Nobody was talking about us at all. No one was talking about the Niners struggles. Everything was about the Rams and Von Miller and Odell and blah, blah, blah. Everything was all about the Rams. Even on Monday morning after the win, everything's about what's wrong with the Rams. Why don't people start switching the narrative to, Wow, the 49ers are back. That was a hell of a performance. My only concern going forward is, can the Niners keep this up? Because it's been an up and down season thus far, and the Niners haven't been as consistent going forward. But if they can keep this level of football up, it's a scary scary sight for the rest of the NFC. Yeah, you know, the Niners, their their run game was back. That, That was probably the biggest thing that I saw. Uh, for the Niners because that is what dictates their offense that sets the tempo and you see Jimmy G G did what he does best he facilitates the ball through the run game and then whenever he needs to make a play he makes a play and and, you know it it really hurt the Rams and it really we and honestly I I was very shocked with our defense personally I don't know if they'll be able to keep it up and I think it was more of a great performance by them but I, it's just like I look at the secondary and, and it, I still see too many concerns. But, I mean, they, the secondary played great for uh, against one of the best teams in the league in the Los Angeles Rams. Just added two superstars in OBJ and Vaughn Miller. So, you know, like 
It's crazy how the Rams are now this juggernaut team and have lost three games in a row. And most importantly about this game, this was our first home game that we won, and I believe in our last eight home games. That is a ridiculous amount to lose, but we got so you know what? I feel like we're going to have a home win streak coming now. I hope so. And it's, it is ironic. Like I talked about last week, I mentioned this too, that it's funny how whenever the Niners are struggling and they need a win, it for some reason always comes against the Rams. Right. Last year we were two and three backs against the wall, Sunday night home game against the Rams. We won. And that was that indeed was the last time the Niners won a game at Levi stadium was week six of last season. And then later in the year, when it was week 12 or 13, Niners are the thing was four and six, same thing, back against the wall, need a win. And they go out and they beat the Rams on the road this year. Same thing, three and five, back against the wall, need a win, badly come out, punch them in the mouth again. And, you know, say what you want. Everyone says clearly there's something about playing the Rams that just brings out the best of Kyle Shanahan because you said it, the run game was phenomenal. And that's, that's what's been missing from the Niners all year long. You said it perfectly. They set the tone for the offense and the Niners offense hasn't really been able to get into a good rhythm all year long. They set the tone early. I really love the fact that Shanahan incorporated Debo Samuel into the run game yep. as well. Mixed it up. That's what I've been talking about all year long too, is not just pounding the rock with one guy, but they were constantly mixing and matching, right? You saw Eli in there sometimes. You saw Jeff Wilson in there sometimes or Debo. You had three guys kind of rotating in the backfield, and I loved that. Kept everybody fresh. Everyone played great, and that really set the tone. And then on the defensive side, Jimmy Ward. I mean, say less. That's all I need to say is Jimmy Ward. His <laughs> presence was known in this game, and we missed him mightily against Arizona he comes out, sets the tone within the first two, three defensive possessions, two interceptions, scores a touchdown. That, to me, was big. And also, there's one thing that I saw. Somebody tweeted this out today, which I was unaware of. I think a lot of people were unaware of. But I mentioned it last week when we were talking about what the Niners need to change, especially with leadership as for coaching and players. The Niners defensive unit held a players-only meeting before this Rams game. Did you know that? I actually didn't know that, but that's good to know. And something that we mentioned on. That's that's so I'm glad that the defense did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. And I they needed it. And when I saw that and it's not like something that was out, I just saw it a few hours ago. But when I saw that, I was like, well, damn, somebody I don't know who it was. It was probably Freddie might have even been Jimmy Ward, might have been both of them. But or maybe even it was Armstead. Those are the leaders on this defense, the vocal guys, whoever that was. That was a hell of a job because something was different and that defense looked back to what we expect them to be. And I'm going to be honest, I don't fully expect that defense out all week because we're missing a lot of guys, right? But at the same time, we're getting Greenlaw back. We're getting Tart back. We're looking a little more healthier now. If we can play like that going forward, I'm not expecting that every week. But close to that, getting stops and getting turnovers. I cannot express how big turnovers are. This, this Niners defense can can help us be in games and that was what the Niners did was a perfect recipe to win football games run the football time of possession which you called out last week you said the Niners need to win time of possession they did exactly that it's a hell of a job the, the Niners were fantastic they control time of possession 39 minutes to only 20 for the Rams they forced two turnovers like I said 156 yards on the ground only gave up 52 rushing yards the Rams kind of got away 
from the ground game as the more they kept getting down. And the biggest thing here, the Niners were eight for 14 on third downs. They were great on third down. Yeah, that, that was something that, you know, the Niners were trying to work on all week. You know, it was something that was a massive problem in that Cardinals game and a focus probably at practice this week for Shanahan. And, and you know, I, I know we mentioned his name a couple of times in a segment about this man, Debo Samuel. He is definitely a top two wide receiver in the league right now this season, playing playing almost as good as Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup hasn't had his buy yet, so we'll see if Debo can, can explode the game that Cup's on by. But Debo Samuel has been one of the best wide receivers in this league. Necessarily been the best. But he is. And Debo's been able to take that good enough and make it into a superstar. Like, could you imagine if Matthew Stafford was the quarterback of the Niners? Debo Samuel would be even better than he is right now. Debo Samuel is playing out of his mind, and I just got to give a big shout-out to him. I, I wouldn't even say that because Cooper Cup's having a great year with Stafford at quarterback, but yet Debo's numbers are just as good. So I wouldn't even quite yep. to say that. I know what you're saying, but yeah, Jimmy was great. Quick release, fantastic. He did exactly what we need him to do. Didn't turn the ball over. The again, quick release was fantastic. And then Debo Samuel, this would be the perfect segue, which I think I might have to make this an annual weekly 10 second shout out for the next whatever weeks until the Pro Bowl voting ends. Vote Debo Samuel, please vote Debo. If you do not vote Debo Samuel, you are not a 49ers fan, you are not a football fan. Vote Debo Samuel, get your ass to NFL.com right now and vote Debo Samuel, please. I'm gladly be his campaign manager for the next like whatever weeks it is, man. <laughs> Debo is Debo's playing unbelievable. He's the anchor of this team. He's banged up. It's not even like the guy's healthy. He's trying each and every week. Honestly, hey, man, we know it. We're from Toronto. We know it. Shanahan, we know how hard it is keeping these guys healthy. For heaven's sakes, if you want to put Debo Samuel on a load management program, please do so. Practice-wise. <laughs> you only play once a week. So I just save him up for the games. Have him like put him on a vet. I know this only is his third year, but give him a vet rest day. I don't care. The guy's earned it. Debo Samuel's been banged up. He's had a shin injury, a knee injury. He's had a bunch of stuff. He's been battling through it and he's been balling out. Rest this guy up. I don't care. He knows the playbook. Everything's fine. Shanahan, give this guy a break during the practice week because. Guy, he, he's earned it. He's been phenomenal. Five catches, 97 yards, two touchdowns, 10 carries for 36 yards. Debo does it all. What can't he do? George Kittle was pretty good. I mean, last week, you know, he was coming back. With, he was uh, came in for only a few plays. They were going to limit his, his reps a little bit. Five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Kittle's now scored twice in two games in a row. Ayuk got involved just a little bit. But I, I got to say, that one catch Ayuk made, I thought it was an interception. That happened so quick. I was like, damn, I can't believe he caught that. <laughs> Defensively, talked about Jimmy Ward. Fantastic. Aziz Alshire, man. I, I got to give him a shout out. Aziz is playing at a very, very high level. And Shanahan even talked about it earlier today. It's going to be hard to insert Dre Greenlaw back into the lineup because Aziz is playing at such a high level. I think they'll find a way to put all three on the field because Dre Greenlaw's a stud too. And you got to find a way to put your best players on the field. But Aziz is playing at a very high level right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a great problem to have when you have three 
better play a high pace, high level game. And, you know, even if it's a bit of a rotation, kind of like the defensive line, it keeps guys healthier. And, and once they're healthier, it, it's just easier to stop the run and stop the play. And, and I love the idea of having all three of them out on the field because they're all big tacklers and they're big game changers. And like Nick Bosa, man, has another sack week after week. This man's been proving so important to our defense. He he is the pressure king, man. At, at you're on defense. I I just stand and watch him because because they're. He's just so good, man. He gets to the quarterback so often, so quickly, and disrupts play. It's just, I, I'm so happy that he's a Niner. Yeah, Bosa back, yeah. I mean, I, I knew there was a in the first half, the pressure wasn't really there. It was more Jimmy Ward. I'm like, it's only a matter of time. So Nick Bosa gets involved in this game, and he did a little later in that game, had that big sack. I just knew it was time for him to get going. But, I mean, all around, this was a a terrific performance and obviously without a question, the best they've played all year. And it came at a great time against a contender, which I think is very important considering a lot of our losses have been to contenders. And if the Niners want to be a contender, you got to beat some of them and they almost beat green Bay. But this time they went out and they punched the Rams in the mouth. And that's the kind of style the 49ers like to play. It was a great game. And I got to give a lot of credit to this offensive line once again, because every single time we play the Rams, they're actually the ones that set the tone. I was like, the run game and blah, blah, and whatever, and Shanahan and whatever. This offensive line goes to work. I got to shout out Daniel Brunskill. This is the third yep. game in a row dating back to last year that he has played probably actually fourth because in 2019, he filled in for Joe Staley when he went down. So actually his fourth game against the Rams and Brunskill has played at a really high level against the Rams, which is one of the best defensive fronts in the entire game. Hell of a job. Jalen Moore, I'm not going to lie, I think he struggled a little bit in the beginning, which is totally fair. It's your first start at right tackle, and you got up against Von Miller and Aaron Donald. You get a pass, but Jalen Moore also left in the first quarter with an injury. And then there was my boy Tom Compton, who you know I'm not fond of. (laughs) Very, very sketchy times. But hey, I got to give a ton of love. I knew it. I said it during the game. I'm like, I got to give credit to Tom Compton. He went in there and played very, very good. And that does not happen often. So kudos to him. I don't know about Jalen Moore's injury doesn't seem serious, so should be back out this week. Because Jalen Moore, he's got another tough task on him. He's going to have to take care of Josh Allen. So that's going to be a tough one, a tough task for him. But the fact that this offensive line was able to control this game, Jimmy hardly got hit the entire game, was a phenomenal job. So kudos to the offensive line there. Looking at the injury report heading into next week, Elijah Mitchell has a broken finger. That was a bit of a downer, but the good news is doesn't seem like it's a big deal, and Shannon said there's a good chance that he'll play on Sunday. Worst case, he misses it, but he shouldn't miss a ton of time if he does miss time. Debo, like I mentioned, limited with a shin injury. Jalen Moore, like I also just mentioned, limited with a knee injury. And then, also I mentioned, Dre Greenlaw and Joukowsky Tard both returned to practice. And both have a chance to play on Sunday, which I think is a big deal. But something to know, Kyle Shanahan did say that even if Joukowsky Tart's active, Hafunga is going to start. They like him out there, and they're going to rotate him and Tartan from play to play. And I got to be honest, Teleno Hafunga just keeps getting better each and every week. He was great, really, really great on Monday night. I was very pleased with his game. And then we talked about Dre Greenlaw earlier. Yeah, he just brings a ton of energy to this defense, really sparks the guys up. And, and, and you know, like, like I, I really like 
what he's bringing to the team. And, and his defense is, is, is amazing. You know, he's not just that energy guy. He's also there making plays and, and proving to people that he belongs. And, and I'm glad that he's getting that start over Tart. You know, I love Tart. And, and he's great and all, always injured, though. And, and Hafunga is really going to be the replacement for years to come, hopefully. That's that's the vision for him. So he's probably going to get the reins next year. Why not start giving him? He's already been looking good in starts. If it ain't broke, why fix? Don't take him out. I, I like that move by Shanahan. But I'm excited to see Tart back and see the rotation of the secondary. Absolutely. I mean, we, we're getting healthier at a good time. And that's something yeah. that's a very, very good thing and a great positive for this football team to have. And I don't see a, I don't see a problem to have if you want to keep Hafunga and Aziz starting because they're both playing at a really high level. And Greenlaw and Tart are both great players. Greenlaw's not going to lose his spot; he's fine. But Kwaski Tart, I think, I think his his time as a Niner is is getting less and less because the guy can't stay healthy. And Hafunga's younger; he's his rookie year; he's playing at a high level. I, I love what I'm seeing out of the kid. And unfortunately for Joukowsky Tart, I, the same as you. I, I love Joukowsky Tart. He's a great player when he's healthy, but he can't stay healthy. He always lands up on IR, and I could probably be, I could probably win money if I bet on it for him to land on IR every year. It's unfortunate, but that's just the, the reality of the situation. But he is getting healthier, and he's going to be coming back, which is a plus for our defense. So after this victory, the Niners now stand at 4-5. and five. One and three in the division, but that's a big win in the division. They needed that mightily. They have two remaining. Got Seattle in a few weeks in week 13, and then the Rams to end the year. Cardinals still sit at the top at eight and two, but still very banged up. Rams seven and three struggling. Their schedule is ridiculous down the stretch. Niners have Jacksonville on Sunday. Two big games after that, which I'll get to in a minute. And then the Seahawks are struggling at three and six. So where's your confidence meter right now? going into now I know everyone's kind of on a bit of a high which is totally completely fair but kind of looking at this in a in, in a in a reality standpoint yeah where do you think the Niners are going to go from here and what do they need to do to get to the playoffs so looking at the schedule I see three very very winnable games the Falcons and the Texans those are games I would be shocked that the Niners lose now, the game, there's a couple games on here that I think the Niners have a decent chance at winning, but it's going to be a battle, and that's the two after the Bears, which is the Vikings and the Seahawks. The Vikings team this year is a bit different than in previous years. They finally have an O-line. Uh, Justin Jefferson's looking great, and, and it's a Mike Zimmer defense. It's, it's not terrible. It, it's decent this year. The Seahawks, they die will be two weeks, three weeks after Russell Wilson gets back, so he's probably going to be more in the swing of things, and it's a night game. So, so time Russell Wilson's going to bring it all. The Niners are going to bring it all, but that's that's more of a toss up. Uh, another game, uh, the the two games, the three games I'm really worried about. Uh, the Bengals. The Bengals have looked very defense has looked much improved, and and their offense. Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers I've seen play in a while. He is just so spectacular at football. That, that game kind of concerns me because we are at Cincinnati and we're not uh, facing – we're not at home against Cincinnati. The other two games are most dominant teams in football. It, the Titans uh, are one of the most dominant teams in football this year. They've just been pounding every team, even without Derrick Henry. You know, they, they've still stuck to the ground game. They have great weapons in, OB, in uh, A.J. Brown and uh, Julio. 
you know, their, their defense is looking good too. Their defensive front has been stopping every run. It has been stopping a lot. It has been getting to the quarterback. So, you know, that, that's a team that worries me. And then the last one is the team we just beat the Rams. You know, you know, Sean McVay's coming into week 18. If there if there's a buy on the line for the Rams, you know, he's not going to try and lose that game. He's going to do everything to win that game and finally beat Kyle Shanahan. So so you, I'm looking at it as, OK, there's three games you're definitely going to win. And there's about two to three games that you, you may lose, like you have a decent chance of losing. So the Viking Seahawks games are massive games that we need to win. And, and if we can finish off the year, nine and eight, I think we can make the playoffs, be that seventh seed and, and get in there. And once you're in the playoffs, it doesn't matter what seat you are, as long as you're in the playoffs. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I Especially with this Niners team and the way that we play when we're, when we're playing at an elite level like Monday night, I do think that yeah, if the Niners get into the seventh seed, I don't care who we're playing or where we're playing. If, if we play like how we played on Monday night, we can hang with anybody. But I think nine and eight will get the Niners in, but they're going to need some help. I think with the way this wild card thing is shaping up, the Saints are going to be in it. The Panthers are going to be in it. The Vikings are going to be in it. You know, we're not ever counting out Russell Wilson. The Eagles are weirdly in it. The NFC wild card is a bit of a, you know, crapshoot. There's a lot of teams involved here, and, and you said it perfectly. The Vikings and Seahawks game in after this Jacksonville game are big, big games there, and you want to go in with momentum. So got to get this one against Jacksonville. This is one that you that you should have. And obviously there's been a lot of games the Niners should have this year that they didn't get the job done. So that's why I'm looking at this Jags game, and I'm not looking past it. I'm saying, no, the Niners need to take care of business here. This isn't a game where I'm looking at it. It's like, oh, it's a cakewalk. No, it's absolutely not. There's no game that's a cakewalk. But it's a game you should win. Yes, this game you should win. And you look at the rest of the schedule. These are games the Niners, if they're playing at their best, they should win. But I, I totally get what you're saying. At Seattle, always tough. Minnesota is very similar to us. They play the same style we are, except I think the Vikings are a better team in the sense that a lot of their losses have been bad luck. Then a lot of the Niners' losses have been bad losses. That's the difference yeah. between the two teams there. So the Vikings are playing better football. The Niners are going to need to bring their A game in that one. Um, it's funny that you say the Cincinnati game worries you because on the road, it makes me feel happier that it's on the road. I think the Niners <laughs> are better on the road. So I'm fine with that. And the Bengals are also very inconsistent. They're really good. And Burrow and Chase and, and all those guys, Boyd and all those threats in the receiving game, yeah, that does scare the daylights out of me against our secondary. No question. The Bengals are going to be a tough game. But I think that's a game the Niners should win. The Niners have a bunch of games from now till the end of the year of games they should win. Vikings are going to be tough. Seahawks are going to be tough. The Titans game is the game that I look at that, yeah, that's a team that's, that's I wouldn't call it a, a win in the books. Even without Derrick Henry, the Titans are the best team in the AFC. They've stripped off, what is it, six or seven in a row now. And then the Rams in week 18, I don't care what happened Monday night, they're always a tough team to play. So, yes, it looks up from here, but the thing with the Niners is, again, it's been so inconsistent that you just can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got, I got to see it to believe it, and that's the thing is the Niners season, we're 4-5 and five for a reason. Not like we're 7-2 and two riding off this game. We're 4-5, we're and five. so I got to see it happen. We got to go into Jacksonville, beat them up, 
then let's talk in, about, about Minnesota from there. But I don't know. We'll see what happens this weekend. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how the Niners handle this situation and if they can take care of business. Yeah, as we said, as you said, we got to focus on the game. And I know the Niners are definitely doing this. This is your classic trap game. You know, you got two, you just beat the Rams. You're on a high. You got two games next and the weeks after that are, you know, big matchups, Vikings, Seahawks, the Jaguars, you think are easy. You can't let that be the the mentality. You know, they can do it. And they're, they're won two games, which means, they faced two decent teams and beat them. So if the Niners are thinking about the week after or the week after that, they're going to lose. And we've seen it more often than not trap games. They they, they suck. But we, we got to tackle this week week by week. And I'm sure that's what Shanahan is telling all the players. I'm very excited to see Trevor Lawrence play because I've seen snippets of him watching Red Zone. But – Watching him against the Niners, it's, it's going to be fun seeing the number one overall pick from last year's draft in action. Yeah, no, absolutely. i definitely excited to see that as well. I mean, the Niners, obviously, they played a rookie quarterback on the year, Justin Fields, and Fields probably played his best game of the year against our defense. So, yeah, that that is a little worrisome when you you know think about it like that. But the Bears, no, nah, actually, I wouldn't say that. The, the Jaguars' offense—they got a lot of studs on that offense. They do. They're not a great team, but they have a lot of talent on that offensive side. Young talent on that offensive side. So it'll be interesting to see how the Niners handle the situation. But they got to go into this and just handle your business. Like this game on Monday night should be a confidence booster for this team, saying, "Look, look what we did. If we keep this up and we go on a little run here, we we're gonna find ourselves playing in in into January." And that's what that's the goal here. And the Niners got to just keep the pedal to the metal and keep things going here. Shanahan was definitely in his groove finally for the first time all year. D'Amico Ryan's had this defense going. It was a much, much better performance from top down. And I'm glad that they were able to get their stuff together in this game because that Arizona game was just an absolute embarrassment. And then to see Carolina walk into Arizona and just destroy them like it was nothing right from the get-go. It was like, wow, that's definitely all year. And then we managed to go in and smack the Rams on Monday night. So that's just the way the NFL's been this year. It's been weird. Everyone's beating up on everybody, but that's why you can't count out any of these teams down the stretch here. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited to see if the Niners can can, can carry the momentum from last Monday's game. Uh, you know, I'm also excited to see former Niner Carlos Hyde if he's uh, healthy playing for the Jaguars. I love watching Hyde play, especially with the Niners. But, you know, I, I always respect former Niners and, and I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while since I've seen Carlos Hyde. I was a little upset when we let him go. But, yeah, you know, he's been great running the football. Great. James Robinson is a problem. He's a great running back out there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in this game. And, and going forward there, but I, I do have to say, man, that 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 win against the Rams was was satisfying, man. It, oh, it, yeah. it it was really satisfying, especially knowing how like how the media was just gassing Odell so much before this game, and how Odell scoring touchdowns, he's gonna have a big day, he's gonna make a massive impact, and all eyes on Odell, and o- Odell did nothing. Like I and that's that I thought was the funniest part of that whole thing is the Niners controlled the tempo and controlled the game from beginning to end. And 
And we're talking about the Super Rams, man, and, and the Rams couldn't do anything. And the Rams have a really hard schedule. They got to play the Packers, the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Vikings. Like, it's it's hard. It's hard for them. They got a lot of tough games coming up. And we're going to see what the Rams are really made out of coming up down the stretch here. And we'll see if Kyler can get healthy for Arizona. A lot a lot to sort out in the NFC. There's and you know Tampa's coming off a loss. Like, there's a lot of things in the NFC that need to be sorted out. And it's going to be a fun next few weeks, you know, in the, for the remainder of the regular season, and we'll see how the Niners shape up in there in this wild card round. But if there's a team before we end off here, is there a team in this wild card race that you're like the most scared of? Obviously, you mentioned Minnesota in there. Yeah, you know, uh, some teams in this wild card race. I think the NFC is a very conference in general. You know, if you look at the NFC, every team other than the Lions have three wins or more. It, it's a pretty close division, un, or uh, it's a pretty close conference, unlike the AFC where it's very top-heavy, I would say. And, and you know, I, I really think uh, a lot of teams could make the playoffs. The Vikings scare me, definitely. You know, the Panthers are 5-5. Five and five. I, I'm not too worried about the Panthers, but they're in the playoff position right now. I'm worried about them. The Falcons, Falcons under Arthur Smith and Cordero Patterson looks like a beast this year. The Eagles are starting to look really good. Jalen Hurts looks like he's figured something out uh, in that offense, and their defense has been pretty solid all year, especially, you know, early on against the Niners. They really didn't let up many points. They look So that's another team I'm worried about. Uh, the Seahawks, they have Russell Wilson back. They could easily go on a seven-game win streak and make the playoffs. So, you know, there, there's a lot of teams that I'm worried about uh, in this race. But I do think we have a legit chance. Yeah, no doubt. And I think this is going to come down to similar to 2019 where the Niners had to control their own destiny down the stretch and just win games, right? It doesn't matter what anyone else does. You take care of your business and you're good. That's what it's going to be like for the Niners here because I think if the Niners go 6-2 and two down the stretch here, finish out 10-7, and seven, I like our odds of being the 6 or 7 seed in the NFC. But if they're 5-3, and three, I could see a squeezing in at the 7 but it really depends, right? I feel like we're going to need some help. It's funny, when I look at all the teams here, I think the Saints, I would say, would be a, I would have much more confidence in them if Jameis Winston was starting, but he's not. Therefore, I don't know about the Saints right now. They're a little sus. The Panthers are a really good team. They scare me. With Cam coming back, it really depends on how Cam looks and what he can do. They scare me. Talked about Minnesota. I think they're a really great team, playoff team. But you mentioned it. If there's one team that could screw up this entire NFC for not just the Niners, but so many teams so unnecessarily it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're (laughs) not, the Eagles are not a great team, but they're not a bad team. They're like, they're scrappy. And that's the thing. They're four and six. I was looking at the Eagles schedule earlier and they still got to play Washington twice, the giants twice. They got the jets mixed in there. I think they got the dolphins. Like, they have a ridiculously easy schedule down the stretch. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it's not good. Like the Eagles are a decent team. Like if that's what I'm saying. If there's one team that could just put an unnecessary monkey wrench into this NFC wild card, keep an eye out for the Philadelphia Eagles. And knock on wood, they don't. I hope they lose some of these games here. But I don't know, man. And then obviously Seattle's another team that you just can't count out. They got some games against Washington and Houston. Um, you know, down the stretch here too. So it's going to be interesting. But again, Niners take care of business. You got two games, like we talked about, head-to-head against Minnesota and Seattle. You win those games and take care of business. 
I like your chances. But we got a lot of time to talk about that. But, man, that game against the Rams was just – it was beautiful. And now for opening drive, it was like if a, if a Picasso painting was a, <laughs> was a drive in football, it was that opening drive by the 49ers. It was a masterpiece. And I, I have to rub it in because it was like – it was a sensational effort by this Niners team. And really how everyone was talking about the Rams – and the Niners went out there and just punched them in the mouth. It was, it was a beautiful sight, and I'm, I, I couldn't be more proud of this team. But got to keep it rolling. That's the main thing here. Got to keep it rolling. Got to just keep keep going, keep stringing teams and going a run and see where this takes us. Chevy, final thoughts? Yeah, you know, I was also amazed by that Niners games against the Rams. And I think it's time we got to look forward to next week to the Jaguars. I think we got to continue with the run game. Got to establish it early on and the usage of Debo in the backfield and I think they should create some more plays for Debo in the backfield because I think it's a problem for defenses and uh it's it was been working uh I I think we're gonna beat the Jaguars but at the same last week so I have no idea but uh I I think it's gonna be a good game I think the Niners are gonna continue their success from last week and we're gonna be fine I hope so. Take care of business. That's all you got to do is just take care of business, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. The Niners haven't done that in the past few weeks, but now you got a new opportunity. I feel like the Niners are a little bit reborn. They got new life now. Go and beat up on Jacksonville. Have yourself a day. Everybody get touchdowns. Maybe Jimmy runs in a few more himself. Maybe we see a little number five in there. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. Niners-Jaguars on Sunday. It's an early start. 1 o'clock Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific. That'll do it from this episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week, Faithful. It's been a good one already. We'll see if the Niners can get another dub on Sunday in Jacksonville. And don't forget to give the 49 Away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. And we will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep it locked. Stay tuned. We got a lot more Niner content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis.